Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi. Our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB. And today we are here to talk about Pray Away, uh, the new Netflix documentary, and some of the evangelical reactions to it. And in order to do that, I am joined for the second time uh, on our show by Luke Wilson or Lucas Wilson, who uh, I'll introduce in a minute. You have a lot of accolades, Luke, so I want to make sure to get to those. But first, let me say thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being on. So you're a PhD candidate at Florida Atlantic University. Uh, you're a writer, somebody who's written for Religion Dispatches, The Advocate, uh, Queer Tea, and uh, other outlets. You teach at uh, the University of Toronto and at uh, Seneca University, and you're also a survivor. Last time you were here, we talked about your experiences at Liberty University and at uh, the sort of conversion therapy program and the conversion therapy um, professor person that they they had uh, at Liberty. Um, today, we're going to talk about Pray Away. And uh, let me just introduce this. I think a lot of folks listening will have sort of gotten wind of Pray Away and, and what it is, but uh, let me just give a little uh, summary from uh, an article by Lynn Gerber at Religion and Politics. The film, directed by Christine Stolakis, revisits the history of Exodus International, a now defunct organization made up of so-called ex-gay ministries. In the 1990s and 2000s, Exodus was the nation's largest voice advocating for changing sexual orientation. From gay to straight, they weren't interested in change in any other direction. Ex-gay ministries first emerged in evangelical churches in the 1970s. Because of the successes of gay rights activism, gay and lesbian people were more visible, homosexuality was no longer considered a mental illness, and conservative Christians were mobilizing against what they saw as a threat to the family. LGBTQ evangelicals were caught in the middle. Um, So I guess my, you know, when I reached out to you, Luke, I I was so grateful that you wanted to talk. I'm sure that you had a lot of uh, mixed and and perhaps even just very difficult and harrowing uh, emotions watching Pray Away. Um, I'm just curious. This is a film about the largest organization that employed uh, conversion therapy throughout the 90s and 2000s. What were your initial reactions as you watched the film? Yeah, so first of all, I certainly appreciated the film. I think there's a lot going for it. Uh, I think that not only is it raising awareness about conversion therapy, something that a lot of people I uh, don't realize still happens, still occurs, and is legal in a number of states, uh, but it also is uh, exposing uh, you know, not just Exodus International and these large organizations, but other small grassroots organizations like we see with uh, Jeffrey McCall and his uh, the Freedom March, which of course is uh, an incredibly uh, unsuccessful <laughs> uh, movement uh, in a lot of ways, in the sense that you know even the Freedom Marches that he's organized have been major flops. Very few people actually show up to these things. But uh, I think that it's again it's it's exposing a history that has been uh, in some ways forgotten because a lot of people have some sort of maybe historical amnesia and think that this is no longer happening. But of course it is. And I'm very thankful for the coverage that uh, uh, the film has received. 
uh, and the fact that it's on something like Netflix and you know uh, endorsed by or produced by uh, Ryan Murphy. Uh, I think though uh, there were a number of parts in the documentary, or part or you know aspects of the documentary that uh, fell short. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's important again to offer this history, but I think what the film is is missing is the f and it's a glaring omission is the 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 lack of survivors. Right. There were, of course, leaders who survived. Right. These are people who were not only implicated in Exodus International, but they were the ones who spearheaded it. But you don't hear from folks who were uh, victims of it. Right. That you see people who were organizing it and also victims of it. Of course, the people who were leading it were victims in, an, in their own right. Uh, but it's a different sort of position that they occupied because, of course, they were perpetrating this uh, pseudoscience and this abuse. Uh, for for decades, and so I think the fact that there weren't survivors highlighted, and I think that survivors should be highlighted in, in a film like this, uh, was certainly a, a shortcoming. Um, I think a, another another short or not shortcoming, but I guess maybe a, just a, a comment. Something that I heard a lot was um, uh, in, in survivors' responses to the film was that the conclusion is is bleak, uh, that it offers this this sort of uh, it doesn't end on a high note. And I think that that is, again, and maybe this is to the, the film's credit, that the conclusion is necessarily bleak. Uh, I think that conversion therapy, even if there aren't organizations like Exodus International or Love in Action or whatever, uh, that the problem is, is that regardless of whether or not these large organizations are, are still operating, conversion therapy is still going to exist. Conversion therapy will, if in fact it is, uh, you know, made illegal throughout the entire uh, U.S. as well as Canada and other countries, um, if if it is made illegal, it's going to go underground, um, and it might not be as popular, might not be as easily accessible, but conversion therapy will still operate uh, regardless. And so I think that that is something that uh, is is again, it's a necessarily a necessary bleakness uh it's it ends on this this note that i think is important to to, to note uh that in fact uh, conversion therapy still exists and again we start the film with some statistics we end the film uh with some you know statistics as well or some quotes and i think that uh all of this is pointing to the reality that conversion therapy is going to be an ongoing practice regardless of uh the legality yeah. of it thanks for listening to this free preview of our swag episode in order to get access to the full episode and so much more Become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 